Majjama Nikaya, number 90, Kanakatala Sutta, at Kanakatala, translated from the Pali by Tanisaro Bhikkhu. I have heard that on one occasion the Blessed One was staying among the Udanyans in the deer park at Kanakatala. And at that time, King Pasenadi Kosala had arrived at Udanya on some business or other. So King Pasenadi Kosala said to one of his men, Come, my good men, go to the Blessed One, and, on arrival, showing reverence with your head to his feet in my name, ask whether he is free from illness and affliction, is carefree, strong, and living in comfort, saying, King Pasenadi Kosala, Lord, shows reverence with his head to your feet, and asks whether you are free from illness and affliction, are carefree, strong, and living in comfort. And then say, Lord, Today King Pasenadi Kosala will come to see the Blessed One after his morning meal. Having responded, As you say, sire, the man went to the Blessed One, and, on arrival, having bowed down to him, sat to one side. As he was sitting there, he said to him, King Pasenadi Kosala, Lord, shows reverence with his head to your feet and asks whether you are free from illness and affliction, are carefree, strong, and living in comfort. And then he said, Lord, today King Pasenadi Kosala will come to see the Blessed One after his morning meal. Now, the sisters Soma and Sakula heard, Today, they say, King Pasenadi Kosala will go to see the Blessed One after his morning meal. So they approached King Pasenadi while his meal was being served, and on arrival said to him, Well, in that case, great king, show reverence with your head to his feet, in our name too, and ask whether he is free from illness and affliction, is carefree, strong, and living in comfort, saying, The sisters Soma and Sakula, Lord, show reverence with their heads to your feet, and ask whether you are free from illness and affliction, are carefree, strong, and living in comfort. Then after his morning meal, King Pasenadi Kosala went to the Blessed One and, on arrival, having bowed down to him, sat to one side. As he was sitting there, he said to the Blessed One, The sisters Soma and Sakula, Lord, show reverence with their heads to your feet 
and ask whether you are free from illness and affliction, are carefree, strong, and living in comfort. But, great king, couldn't the sisters Soma and Sakula get another messenger? Lord, the sisters Soma and Sakula heard, Today they say, King Pasenadi Kosala will go to see the Blessed One after his morning meal. So they approached me while my meal was being served, and on arrival said to me, In that case, great king, show reverence with your head to his feet in our name too, and ask whether he is free from illness and affliction, is carefree, strong, and living in comfort, saying, The sisters Soma and Sakula, Lord, show reverence with their heads to your feet, and ask whether you are free from illness and affliction, are carefree, strong, and living in comfort. Lord, the sisters Soma and Sakula show reverence with their heads to your feet, and ask whether you are free from illness and affliction, are carefree, strong, and living in comfort. May the sisters Soma and Sakula be happy, great king. Then King Pasenadi Kosala said to the Blessed One, Lord, I have heard that Gotama the Contemplative says this, It is not possible that a Brahmin or Contemplative would claim a knowledge and vision that is all-knowing and all-seeing without exception. Those who say this, are they speaking in line with what the Blessed One has said? Are they not misrepresenting the Blessed One with what is unfactual? Are they answering in line with the Dhamma, so that no one whose thinking is in line with the Dhamma would have grounds for criticizing them? Great King, those who say that are not speaking in line with what I have said, and are misrepresenting me with what is untrue and unfactual. Then King Pasenadi Kosala turned to General Vidudaba. General, who brought this topic into the palace? Sanjaya, the Brahmin of the Akasa clan, great king. So King Pasenadi turned to one of his men. Come, my good man, summon Sanjaya, the Brahmin of the Akasa clan, saying, King Pasenadi Kosala summons you. Responding, As you say, sire, the man went to Sanjaya, the Brahmin of the Akasa clan, and on arrival said to him, King Pasenadi Kosala summons you. Then King Pasenadi Kosala said to the Blessed One, Could it be that something was said by the Blessed One in reference to something else which a person could have misunderstood? In what way does the Blessed One recall having said such a statement? Great King, I recall having said, It is not possible that a Brahmin or contemplative 
could know everything and see everything all at once. What the Blessed One says, Lord, seems reasonable. What the Blessed One says seems logical. It is not possible that a Brahman or contemplative could know everything and see everything all at once. Lord, there are these four costs noble warriors, Brahmins, merchants, and workers. Is there any distinction or difference among them? Great King, of these four costs, two, noble warriors and Brahmins, are held to be foremost in terms of receiving homage, hospitality, salutation, and polite services. I'm not asking about the present life, Lord. I'm asking about the future life. Is there any distinction or difference among these four costs? Great King, there are these five factors for exertion. Which five? There is the case where a monk has conviction, is convinced of the Tathagata's awakening. Indeed, the Blessed One is worthy and rightly self-awakened, consummate in knowledge and conduct, well gone, an expert with regard to the world, unexcelled as a trainer for those people fit to be tamed, the teacher of divine and human beings, awakened, blessed. He is free from illness and discomfort, endowed with good digestion, not too cold, not too hot, of moderate strength fit for exertion. He is neither fraudulent nor deceitful. He declares himself to the teacher or to his wise friends in the holy life in line with what he actually is. He keeps his persistence aroused for abandoning unskillful mental qualities and taking on skillful mental qualities. He is steadfast, solid in his effort, not shirking his duties with regard to skillful mental qualities. He is discerning, endowed with discernment leading to the arising of the goal, noble, penetrating, leading to the right ending of stress. These are the five factors for exertion. As for the four castes, great king, if they were endowed with these five factors for exertion, that would be for their long-term welfare and happiness. Lord, if these four costs were endowed with these five factors for exertion, would there be any distinction or difference among them in that respect? I tell you, great king, the difference among them would lie in the diversity of their exertion. Suppose that there were two tameable elephants, tameable horses, or tameable oxen that were well tamed and well trained, and two tameable elephants 
tameable horses, or tameable oxen, that were untamed and untrained. What do you think would the two tameable elephants, tameable horses, or tameable oxen, that were well tamed and well trained, acquire the habits of the tamed and reach the status of the tamed? Yes, Lord. And would the two tameable elephants, tameable horses, or tameable oxen that were untamed and untrained, acquire the habits of the tamed and reach the status of the tamed? No, Lord. In the same way, great King, it is impossible that what could be attained by one who has confidence, who is free from illness. Who is neither fraudulent nor deceitful, whose persistence is aroused, and who is discerning, could also be attained by one who is without conviction, who is sickly, fraudulent, and deceitful, lazy, and dull. What the blessed one says, Lord, seems reasonable. What the blessed one says seems logical. But with regard to these four costs, if they were endowed with these five factors for exertion, and they had right exertion, would there be any distinction or difference among them in that respect? I tell you, great king, that there would be no difference among them with regard to the release of one and the release of another. Suppose that a man, taking dry sala wood, were to generate a fire and make heat appear, and suppose that another man, taking dry saka wood, were to generate a fire and make heat appear, and suppose that another man, taking dry mango wood, were to generate a fire and make heat appear, and suppose another man. Taking dry fig wood, were to generate a fire and make heat appear. Now, what do you think, great king? Among those fires generated from different kinds of wood, would there be any difference between the glow of one and the glow of another, the color of one and the color of another, the radiance of one and the radiance of another? No, Lord. In the same way, great King, in the power that is kindled by persistence and generated by exertion, I say that there is no difference with regard to the release of one and the release of another. What the Blessed One says, Lord, seems reasonable. What the Blessed One says seems logical. But, Lord. Are there devas? But why do you ask? But Lord, are there devas? Whether the devas come back to this life, Lord, or whether they don't. Those devas who are afflicted come back to this life, whereas those devas who are unafflicted don't come back to this life. When this was said, General Vidudaba 
said to the Blessed One, Lord, can the afflicted devas oust or expel the unafflicted devas from that place? Then the thought occurred to Venerable Ananda, This general Vidudaba is the son of King Pasenadi Kosala, and I am the son of the Blessed One. Now is the time for the son to counsel the son. So Venerable Ananda turned to General Vidudaba and said, In that case, General, I will ask you a counter question. Answer as you see fit. Through the extent of land conquered by King Basenadi Kosala, where he exercises sovereign and independent kingship, is he able to oust or expel a Brahmin or contemplative from that place, regardless of whether that person has merit or not? or follows the holy life or not? Sir, through the extent of land conquered by King Pasenadi Kosala, where he exercises sovereign and independent kingship, he is able to oust or expel a Brahmin or contemplative from that place, regardless of whether that person has merit or not, or follows the holy life or not. And what do you think, General? Through the extent of land not conquered by King Pasenadi Kosala, where he does not exercise sovereign and independent kingship, is he able to oust or expel a Brahmin or contemplative from that place, regardless of whether that person has merit or not, or follows the holy life or not? Sir, through the extent of land not conquered by King Pasenadi Kosala, where he does not exercise sovereign and independent kingship, he is not able to oust or expel a Brahmin or contemplative from that place, regardless of whether that person has merit or not, or follows the holy life or not. And what do you think, General? Have you heard of the Devas of the Thirty-Three? Yes, sir. I have heard the Devas of the Thirty-Three, as has King Pasenadi Kosala. And what do you think, General? Could King Pasenadi Kosala oust or expel the Devas of the Thirty-Three from that place? Sir, King Pasenadi Kosala can't even see the devas of the thirty-three. How could he oust or expel them from that place? In the same way, General, afflicted devas who will come back to this life can't even see the unafflicted devas who don't come back to this life. How could they oust or expel them from that place? Then King Pasenadi Kosala said to the Blessed One, Lord, what is the name of this monk? His name is Ananda, great king. What a joy he is! What a true joy! 
But Lord, are there Brahmas? But why do you ask? But Lord, are there Brahmas? Whether the Brahmas come back to this life, Lord, or whether they don't. Those Brahmas who are afflicted come back to this life, whereas those Brahmas who are unafflicted don't come back to this life. Then a man said to King Basenadi Kosala, Great King Sanjaya, the Brahmin of the Akasa clan, has come. Then King Basenadi Kosala said to Sanjaya, the Brahmin of the Akasa clan, Who brought that topic into the royal palace? General Vidudaba, great king. General Vidudaba said, Sanjaya, the Brahmin of the Akasa clan, great king. Then a man said to King Basenadi Kosala, Time to go, great king. So King Pasenadi Kosala said to the Blessed One, Lord, we have asked the Blessed One about omniscience. The Blessed One has answered about omniscience, and that is pleasing and agreeable to us, and we are gratified because of it. We have asked the Blessed One about the purity of the four costs. The Blessed One has answered about the purity of the four costs, and that is pleasing and agreeable to us, and we are gratified because of it. We have asked the Blessed One about the higher devas. The Blessed One has answered about the higher devas, and that is pleasing and agreeable to us, and we are gratified because of it. We have asked the Blessed One about the higher Brahmas. The Blessed One has answered about the higher Brahmas, and that is pleasing and agreeable to us, and we are gratified because of it. Whatever we have asked the Blessed One about, that he has answered, and that is pleasing and agreeable to us, and we are gratified because of it. Now, Lord, we must go. Many are our duties, many are responsibilities. Then do, great king, what you think it is now time to do. Then King Pasenadi Kosala, delighting in and approving of the Blessed One's words, got up from his seat, bowed down to the Blessed One, and keeping him to his right, departed. End of Kanakatala Sutang.